Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Run for the Song Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to Drum for the Song podcast. I am your host, Dane Campbell. Today's guest is a little bit different than normal. It's Thomas Bath, who is uh, head of international A&R for Sona Drums. So welcome, Thomas. How are you? Thank you. I'm, I'm doing very, very well. Um, thanks for having me. I'm oh. really looking forward to, to this one. No, no problem. Thanks for agreeing to do it. And um, I know this is going to be interesting to a lot of drummers out there. Um, mm. Normally, I speak to, I guess, guys in bands, which I know you're not technically in a band at the moment, but um, you've got a really mm. interesting job, which, you know, whether the guys are into sonar drums or not, it's a really interesting way to see how the industry works. Um, mm. And hopefully, you know, we can big up the best drums in the world (laughs) first of all can you confirm the correct way to pronounce sona or sona i don't know because i hear so many different versions yeah uh well we we always say sonor because you know like the the german way um if and i've fallen into that that state if i'm talking to somebody from america or you know in english i i just say sonar Sonar, be, be, yeah. yeah, but it's not sonar. That's that's different. I know, yeah, because I hear a lot of people say, yeah, it sounds like S O N A R, which is a exactly different word. Um, but yeah, I think the Americans are guilty of that. I think more than anyone else, <laughs> from what I've heard, anyway. Um, I, I don't know. I, I've always thought it's like so, so sonor, sonor. So yes, not, yeah. So not Pretty son. Good. So not son. Sonor, sonor. Yeah. Okay. A little stretched, kind of. Yeah. yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah. That's good. Good to confirm that. And um, <laughs> yeah. So, like, first of all, like, I'd like to find out how you originally got interested in drums. Wow. Um, I was about. I think I was about twelve or thirteen. Um, my brother. Um, so I got two brothers, a twin brother and an older brother. Um, he he started playing the guitar um I, I don't know when he was a kid and um he was always big into music um a lot of rock and metal stuff and um and and he was in a band um with a, a couple of his friends like only like a little like local band and um when we were at the age where we could go to their shows um we actually went and you know just you know, enjoying their music and the concert feeling. Um, and the drummer of his band always had something, um, something, uh, I, I, I can't really explain it. He, he, he always attracted me, not in a, you know, love yeah. kind of way, but, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, it, and, and it wasn't even, it wasn't even um, that I was attracted to, him as a person or the way he he played um like you know i i wouldn't say he was technically um at, at a very high level but it was just like the the instrument um 
you know, he made it sing or, you know, sound and, and, and in the context of a band. That, that was kind of like the thing for me. I, I just, I never had an interest, had any interest in, in guitar or bass or, you know, singing, whatever. Um, it was always drums that really stuck to me. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. That's great. So um, I've heard this on another interview, but how did you originally get the job with Sonora and what were you doing before? Yeah, so um, with when it was when it was time for me to to decide, okay, you know, um, what do you want to be when when you grow up? Yeah, uh, kind of thing. Um, I was I had a I had a few things in my, on my mind which I was you know not really um, you know looking back um, today um, I, I wasn't really super keen to do them in terms of passion. Yeah, but um, you know it was just jobs, but. Um, a friend of mine, a drummer friend from my old days, uh, he had a, a copy of a German drum magazine, Sticks magazine, in his in his uh, woodshed. So I was going through it. You know, we were just hanging out, we were playing drums. Um, I actually, that was a funny thing that just came to my mind. Um, it was at a, he had a band. They were covering um, songs, and he thought it would be a great idea uh having me sing um it was a rage against the machine song i can't remember which <laughs> one but kind of like he he thought it would be a great idea for me to come in and, and sing which you know forget about it didn't work <laughs> you know um, i'm glad it didn't really work but anyway so at that session um he had a sticks magazine issue lying around i was going through it and i saw an advert of a company a distribution company um that was just like I don't know, uh, maybe 20 minutes from where I live. I had no idea they existed, um, which obviously is kind of like the fate of distribution companies because they don't really advertise, you know, their own company as a brand. Yeah, that's, so, yeah. I, I understand that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. Um, and so I was, I was like, oh, you know, that that's kind of that's kind of funny, you know. So they're just outside of where I'm living, and they. Um, um, they distribute different brands and, you know, also drums, accessories. They, they had Marshall, Cork, um, all kinds of different brands. So um, I was like, okay, well, you know, let's just, let's just try this and, and see where it goes. Um, let's, let's just uh, see if, if that's kind of like a path for me uh, to pursue. And, and, you know, maybe, maybe that's kind of fun. And I, I sent them a letter, you know, application. And they, they agreed to take me on. And that was like uh, 1996. I started my training, wow. um, which was basically, um, you know, like a business training, um, wholesale distribution uh, um, focused. And pretty, pretty early on, I, I, just, I just knew that, yeah, this is exactly what you want to do. I mean, you know, you're surrounded by drums, by musical instruments every day. Um, all of the, the, like, I want to say at least 90% of the guys working there, they were all musicians. Yeah. Um, so, like, the, the, the mindset was, was very, very similar, um, except when it came down to, to bands and certain genres. But, you know, but the, the basic mindset was, was yeah, the same. Of course. Um, so... That was pretty much my start um, 
coming into um, the industry pretty much. And I worked there from 96 to 2007. And um, in 2007, I was at the NAMM show for this company. Um, and I met one of the managing directors from Sona, you know, because it's such a small industry, everybody knows each other, you know, the more the less. And I was, um, I was outside um, at the convention center in Anaheim and, and I would, he, he came by and we talked um, for, for a few minutes and he told me that um, the guy that did art installations at Sona before just left the company December 31st. So we're talking the end of January. Um, and I was like, oh, you know, I, I, I knew the guy. We, we often dealt with each other because back then I was um, also responsible for Sabian symbols. So, um, um, you know, Jojo Meyer and all these cats, you know, th there was always a connection. Yeah. And so he asked me, like, if I knew anybody that might be interested doing the job. And I was like, I know somebody, um, a friend of mine, he just, um, he, he kind of left the industry, but I, I knew he wanted to be back in um, because he was a drummer at heart. Uh, he, he's a great guy and, and everything. So I was like, well, you know, I, I may know somebody. I'll talk to him and let you know. He was like, great. Okay. See you. Bye-bye. On the, on the plane back to Germany, it, it came to my mind. I was like, why don't I, um, you know, ask them if you know to do the job yeah, because yeah. where i was at that point was um i i really had a good time working for the distribution company i i still like i have a lot of good memories um i i you know a lot of the guys are you know still my friends and everything i'm not um living very um i'm, I'm actually living close to them um again so that wasn't the point. The point was for me, um, being at a distribution company, um, you know, brands come and go. It's like if, if you're in like a, like, a, like a bad luck kind of setting, you know, you could like take care of this brand today and in a couple of months um, it's gone and you got the next brand and you're like, okay, so this is now the greatest drum or guitar brand. Uh, you have to sell to people. Yeah. And I, I, I didn't thought it was fun. I, I thought it was, it was, um, you know, stressful. I didn't thought it was, um, uh, it, it was kind of real because, you know, I, I, I just wanted to focus on one brand only, or at least be in a setting where I, um, knew that the the brands I take care of are like in a um in a in a like a safe spot and you know it's like mid to long term relationship right i get that yeah totally yeah um so actually um a couple of days after i got back home um from nam show i i called up um um the guy and i was like well you know we talk at nam show I thought about it and I would love to, to sit down with you and discuss the possibility of having me working artisolations. And he was like, Oh really? I was like, yeah, I mean, I know a lot of your guys because I was, um, with that distribution company, we all also had remote drummets, big first sticks, uh, Sabian. So I knew a lot of the German artists 
yeah. already. I knew um, some of the international guys like Steve Smith, um, Gavin Harrison, uh, Jojo, and so on. So I was like, you know, I did this for a long time. Um, I'm a drummer. I, I know how to, you know, work with brands. Um, um, I love networking and all that. So, and, and it just, it just happened within, I think, um, I don't know, maybe two weeks or three weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah. I sent the, my, my old company a letter of, you know, letting them know that I'm, you know, gone. And I started working for Sona March, I think it was March 15, 2007. Yeah. Wow. So, 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 so you've been there for a long time then. Yeah. So, and well, hopefully you'll be there even longer because you seem to really enjoy what you do. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I guess yeah. you get to meet some great drummers and, like I, I've heard that you're involved in a lot of the the artistry work and photography. Yeah. Is, was that, is that correct as well? Yeah. yeah. So we have, yeah. Could you yeah explain like what you do exactly? Because it sounds like on paper it, it just sounds like you just speak to artists and give yeah. them gear, but you do a lot more than that. I, I know you yeah. from meeting you yeah. before and, and speaking to you and and some of the social media stuff, I believe. So mm-hmm. yeah, could you yeah maybe kind of list what you do exactly? It's a very important job. Um, okay. Um, well, what I'm, what I'm, well, basically, I, I think in a nutshell, maybe to start there, um, which most people don't really understand or know, um, is that art isolation is part of the company or the brand's marketing department. Right. So, um, even though let's say 20, 25, 30 years back, um, art isolation was just mainly hanging out with the artists you know, taking care of them, making sure that everything was all right on tour, you know, they had their gear and everything. Um, that changed a lot. I mean, right now I'm, you know, again, I'm part of the marketing team. So um, basically everything that concerns artists um, falls in my, uh, on my on my table, uh, on my desk, um, which is everything from social media, uh, the creative part, video, photo, um, events everything from a little drum show um where we just you know um go with an artist or something like the uk drum show where we are um displaying um have a few artists going on and uh, maybe an artist signing um i always help i also help the company set up the the two uh, sonar days festivals um kind of like you know headlining the 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 event team, the, the, the planning team, which was great fun. Um, but I'm also, there's also a big part where I'm involved in, in R and D issues. So, um, all the signature instruments we brought out ever since we, we, we had signature snare drums. Um, I was involved except for one, um, where I wasn't involved so heavy because we had two signature snare drums at, at at once to to um to design i see um yeah so there's a lot of product there's a lot of social media uh the creative part um so for example um i the 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 product launch introduction we did early january you know showing people around the factory and highlighting all the products um i came up with the concept with the idea i talked to the to the videographer um you know, it's a lot and it's a lot of like very, very different things, but it's so much fun because yeah. it's so colorful. 
what I'm doing. But, but also, of course, art installations, which is, you know, um, going to shows, meeting artists like you, you know, um, yeah. like, you know, um, hanging out, talking, see what they need. Um, um, and then, you know, while I'm there, I'm, I'm trying to think about, okay, you know, today you're, you know, I don't know, visiting this artist. Um, you always wanted to do like maybe a video campaign or, I don't know, we've got some R&D things um, in the making with that artist. So, I mean, it's, it's just a lot. And then, of course, making sure that they have gear, um, taking care of backline stuff. Um, I've got my own little backline stock at the factory. Cool. So, I'm, you know, unfortunately, not right now, but usually I'm, um, I'm very busy throughout the year packing kits, making sure they're, you know, arrive at their destination in time and everything's fine. Um, yeah. Yeah, because there's a lot of pressure, but simply that, for example, yeah. I, I know I, I've never really requested a kit for a festival, but I'm sure lots of drummers yeah. do, maybe American guys and stuff, and you, you have to yeah. supply them a kit for maybe one show only. Um, yeah. But there's such a lot of pressure to make sure that it arrives there in time and the guys at the other end know what they're doing and it gets mm. to the right, the right stage at the right time and the right day. And I, I can imagine it can be very stressful. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those situations where you don't, um, where I don't really sleep so well until mm. I know, get the call or whatever, you know, the drums have arrived, it's, especially for festivals because festivals is always a you know, pain. Yeah, totally. It's, Big pain. It's difficult. And the guys working there working really hard. But there's so yeah. much that they have to do. There's yeah. so many different bands and artists to arrange. And yeah. even though maybe getting your drum kit to that stage is the most important thing to you, it's to them, it, I guess it's not their number one priority. You've got all these other, so it's, 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 it's difficult because you're relying on other people uh, so much. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. I can, I can imagine that's not an easy part anyway. But, yeah. Um, but maybe turning up at a show one day and having a beer with one of the artists is quite fun. <laughs> and, uh, I, I guess if you, have you been to many like particularly like big shows or what have you, what have your favorite shows been with you, with your artists? Oh my God. Um, most memorable, maybe most, well, uh, well, I, I can't really say I've got like, um, you know, one artist or one band I kind of like love the most. Yeah, um, no, of course. Yeah. I, think. Um, I mean, first of all, I can't, it, no. it wouldn't be good for my job. No. I, I have to be professional in, in that setting, but um, of course there's like, um, I, of course I do have my, my musical heroes, of course, you know? So um, first of all, I, I really just love enjoying going to any kind of show. It's, I love the, um, the, the magic and the energy um, and it always happens. It's not like, you know, going to, I don't know, ACDC playing a stadium or um, I remember seeing you in Frankfurt um, yeah. a few years back in that, in that small um, venue. It, it's, it's always great. There's always that special thing going on, which um, then kind of later got me into photography and, you know, but anyway, so the most memorable things, uh, I, I I can't really say. I mean, it's. Um, I think it was um, when was that? 
I've seen Tool live um, um, in Amsterdam. Hang on, was that? No, it was 2019. Um, I think it was June, May or June. Okay. Um, that was like that was like crazy, um, you know. Um, but also, I'm I saw um, uh, Aaron Spears with Ariana Grande um, oh, wow. a few months before, and it, that was a great <laughs> show too. Even though I'm not an Ariana Grande fan, but it was great, you know. Um, She's got a great voice, man. But she she has <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, it's, it's really hard. It's, it's hard. I think actually most of the shows are kind of like, um, you know, stuck with me. And, and as I said, I just love the energy that goes on at, at a concert and seeing the, the people vibe with the band and, you know, the, the, the band usually um, doing everything in their powers to, um, to give their fans everything. Yeah, that's that's the best way to do it from our point of view. And you know, I think if we're not trying, um, we don't deserve to be there. So yeah, absolutely. View. You know, we've got to try our absolutely. hardest. So um, yeah, yeah, that must be, it. Must be strange having to deal with such a, a range of artists from different genres. And I, mm. I guess one thing that must suck is when maybe an artist decides to leave and go to another mm. brand, like mm. kind of. How, how does that really hurt when, yeah, when that happens and um and i don't know how often that i, I guess it doesn't happen that much with with sona i compared mm. to the brands because I, when i look at your roster like especially the bigger guys the kind of more well-known guys they they've been playing the, the same you know brand for years and years and yeah. i guess it's the kind of the younger decades. bands like decades yeah decades and decades yeah. and i think that that's, that says something to me, um, mm. firstly, about the, the quality of the product and I guess mm. the services that you provide. And yeah. I guess maybe it's the, the younger guys that kind of flutter around brands more more often. And I, I, I see it a lot. Um, and I don't really understand why, because like the reason, mm. uh, the reason I play Sona drums is because I think they are the best. Mm. And I've, I guess I've been influenced by, you know, Mickey D and people like that. but that's the reason I play them. I wouldn't want to play anything else. Even if someone in another brand said, Hey, we'll give you f free drums. And I I'd be like, no, thanks. Thank you. But no, uh -huh. I I'm, I'm happy with my, my stuff. Um, uh -huh. and I, I really don't understand what makes people change. Um, uh -huh. I can understand if they're not happy with the gear, but I don't understand why they wouldn't be happy with this, with any Sony gear. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know whether there's uh -huh. money involved with kind of, bigger artists i don't know how it all works because i'm at a very low level i suppose compared to yeah them. i think <laughs> i think there's there's a lot of diff very very different reasons for it um um the i think the, the 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 absolute wrong reason to make a jump is if you think a company like sonar or any other company you know can help you build your own brand or make your own brand bigger. Ah, right. That's yeah. wrong. Yeah, that's true. Um, and and I remember I had um, I had a I had a few conversations about it a long time ago. Um, um, I remember with one particular artist, he kind of like um, um, 
we used to have an artist we did a lot for and and we certainly that's my my boss still you know whenever his name pops up um he always says well you know we made him big something like that and it, it's true um we made him big in the drumming community we didn't really help him play better um that was all on his own you know he was the one that played the way he played and, yeah. and you know the, the quality and everything we didn't help him get more jobs we just helped him in that very very small part of the of his brand world or business if you if you want to say so um which was the drumming community which was you know taking him around and uh clinics master classes workshops festivals but that's pretty much it i think that has changed a lot as well um but going back i think um again there's a lot of different reasons for people to jump ships um i think the the most wrong reason for somebody to, to jump is um you know i don't if they say you know i don't feel um um su supported in terms of um them showing my face to the community or you know placing adverts and you know do social media stuff or you know pay me to go on a tour um th that's not our job no at least not in the beginning that's the drummer's job and um it, yeah i mean it's it's hard if somebody decides to leave because he doesn't have the um, emotional connection to the brand anymore. That's that's the hardest. Um, like you said, you know, you're super happy. Um, yeah, yeah. You've been with Sona pretty much all the time. You, the the dramas that influenced you, like Mickey, um, or maybe Phil, as I see the the, the sign from it. Well, yeah, in the yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's cool that you can see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you spelled so, my name wrong, but um. It's pretty cool. I've, ne I've, I've never met him. It was a friend of mine in France. He was. It was when he was doing his solo shows a few years back with his new oh, yeah, band. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, and he was playing a small wine bar in France. And yeah. I, um, my friend in France came to my show maybe a few weeks before, and I said, "Oh, please, if I give you this drum head, can you get Phil to sign it for me, or at least ask him? Because you know, I'm yeah, a big, yeah. big fan, big fan." And um. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I leave it there to remind me. It's a good inspiration for the name of this podcast, "Drum for the Song," because I think he's the perfect Absolutely. he's the perfect rock drummer. Um, he is, and he, you know, we all bow down to him. I know, I know, some people criticize him, but like, at the end of the day, he's the most, arguably, the most successful rock drummer. Yeah, there is in the entire world. So yeah, you've got to be doing something right. <laughs> I think yeah. we should all take inspiration from people like Phil. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. He, yeah, he he kind of perfectioned the the whole thing. He yeah. he, he he has that gift. Um, it's so special, it's amazing. But yeah, yeah. Just, just the sheer groove. Phil. But yeah, yeah, totally yeah. big inspiration to me. And uh, yeah, but yeah, I'm, but yeah, I'm I'm very happy, and I I get frustrated. I don't get frustrated, but I mean. I guess a lot of my friends and who were in bands and bands I've toured with, I'm normally the owner sonar drummer. And mm. I, I always try and kind of, if they don't know enough about the brand, perhaps I try and big it up as much as possible. And, you know, hopefully mm. they'll kind of, you know, at least do their own research one day and check it out. And, and there's obviously a lot of guys that think, Oh, this is, yeah, they're amazing. Or, mm. But you know, I've, I've, my first kit I bought, I think it was a force 2001. Mm. Um, it was like a, 
uh, blue kind of satin. I don't know. I, I, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember the remember color. The, yeah. yeah, like I remember, like a, I had a fusion kit. I yeah. bought it from my first work experience job it, in a music shop in in South Wales in Cardiff. Um, yeah, and I've never really gone back since. I have experimented with you know random drums over the years, but I've always gone back. Mm. And I think for the last, well, I work. I, I feel old now, but um, <laughs> when I first bought that white sparkle. Three thousand and seven kit. I think that was like maybe eleven or twelve years ago now. So huh. <laughs> I feel yeah. it's a long time ago. So yeah, since since then I've been playing them. Um, you know, I've 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 bought a few kits over the years, and I picked up a few things secondhand and stuff because I yeah. kind of got really into it. Um, unfortunately, I've got rid of a lot of it to buy new uh-huh. new stuff, and it's only so much you can kind of store. Um, and I regret a lot of it. Um. But I was speaking to someone last night on a podcast episode about this. He's he's never sold a drum kit because um, he thinks his soul is inside that drum kit. Yeah, I. You know what? I I same here. I I'm still bummed out about the, the first kit I got was um, I dragged from the the basement of a like a youth center, and it was just like it was the most horrible kit. You know, it wasn't any kind of brand. But but for me it was like, oh my god, it's drums. It was my first kid. Yeah. Um, I finally have something I can I can play on. Set it up in my, in my parents' basement, um, and I, I cleaned it. I um, I tried to find drum heads that would fit, and you know, not having any idea how the, the drum heads would inf- affect the, the the sound or anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know hoops were missing, screws were missing, but it was just back then that was like. The world to me, yeah. and, and I, 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 I painted it later. You know, I think we all kind of go through that phase of thinking, "I need to spray paint my kid." You know, <laughs> it was a rap thing. Um, but um, I remember the the snare drum that came with it. With it was a, I, you know, it was a cheap old '80s Sona metal snare drum. It wasn't anything special. But thinking back about it today, I was like, "Damn, man! I, I just, I just." should have kept the the drum and maybe the, the whole drum kit yeah um but it's you know the problem the problem we find as drummers is that yeah for me anyway it's storage they take up so much space right um and you know it, i guess if you want an expensive kit as well sometimes you may have to consider selling an old one to buy a new one and stuff like that i don't know yeah it depends on your situation but yeah this is the space if if i if I could safely store them somewhere that was dry and, you know, not in my, in my garage, which unfortunately some of them are, they're in cases in my garage. I know it's not the best place, um, <laughs> but you know, they're there if I need them. It's mainly the kind of the, the, the lower, the less expensive kits are in my garage, I suppose. Uh-huh. Uh, but I got some nice drums in there, but yeah. Um, do you have much of a collection or do you take things from work or do you get to keep stuff? Yeah, I mean, I've, um, I I do have, I don't know if you, no, probably not. It's pretty dark in here. There, there's something at the top, yeah. Yeah, there's a 1950s uh, Sona um, script logo, teardrop, um, oh, wow. snare drum wow. in white pearl. Um, it's almost complete. Condition is okay. It's not, it's not the best, but it's, you know. Um, and right next to it is uh, a 1962 um, Sona snare drum. 
when we changed the design to the the new logo um which was early 60s i think 61 62 um so yeah i'm i kind of i just i just love the way they look and you know um the the, the stories they tell you know because Sona is such a special brand with such a rich history yes of course. um yeah but i'm actually i don't have a kid right now um at home i'm 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 always torn. Um, I I would love to get one back uh, to put in my my man cave, but yeah. I don't have a kit right now to play on, unfortunately. Yeah, which mainly is caused because of you know all the moving I did in my life. Plus, um, um, you know, with the work keeping me so busy, I really had to decide at one point to say um, or decide between: Do I want to be like? A drama that still plays in a band or bands with you know a lot of time and energy going into that plus the very busy job mm. and family there's only so much I, you can do yeah yeah i mean i still see my, myself being a drummer at heart um even though i don't play in a band right now i i don't think that really matters you no, know not at all. um i i have so much passion for the drum for the for the instrument um i'm surrounded by drums every day you know, it's, and I just love music. So right now that's kind of like enough, but who yeah. knows? Hi, I hope you're enjoying this episode of Drum for the Song. I just wanted to briefly interrupt the interview to tell you about my Patreon page, which is a place where you can support the podcast and of course support myself. You can um, sign up to one of the three tiers on there. There's one that's £3 a month, one that is £5 a month, and one that is £10 a month. There are loads and loads of exclusive benefits to signing up, including bonus episodes, merch discounts, Christmas card for myself. Um, if you sign up to the top tier, I'll send you a pair of my drumsticks. Um, loads of other stuff, so go check it out. It's patreon.com forward slash drum for the song. And um, another way you could support me if you're interested, if you're not bothered about the Patreon thing, if you go to my official website, drumforthesong.com, you can send a donation via PayPal. So, um, yeah, thanks for watching this and enjoy the rest of the show. Drum for the Song podcast. This is an interesting one then. If you, so if you, if you could, say, have one kit in your man cave, right, you know, right now, what would you choose? If you could just pick one kit and one snare drum. Um, I would definitely go for a vintage series. Um, and uh, snare drum, well, I would probably I would probably go for one of Benny's drums, probably the brass, because it's so versatile and it's just unbelievable how, how great it sounds going through all the different, you know, tuning uh, ranges. Um, yeah, that does look great, actually. Yeah. Yeah, but but I've been, you know, from time to time, I also look at, you know, some of the, like the old, like the HLD 590, uh, like the real expensive collectors, vintage drums. Yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah. Ah, man, they're so... It's a, it's a scary world, that vintage drum world. It is. I kind of dabbled in it. I've got, I, I don't know if, I've probably never told you, I've got one Sona Swinger kit from the, the 70s. Oh, really? Like a, uh, I've only got, a, I think it's a 20-inch bass drum 12 rack 16 floor it's a 
beat up is you know a little bit rusty mm-hmm. as you imagine mm-hmm. it's like a, like a blue and green swirl wrap on it i don't know what the, yeah. the official name is for that but um yeah it's, it's great to have as an option and I've, mm-hmm. I've actually used it for recordings lately um this guy i was recording for wanted like a vintage kind of you wanted like a motown kind of sound and i was like well yeah. this is the closest thing i've got it's not technically yeah. the same as what they were using but yeah let's, let's, let's go with that and um yeah it's it's, it's a di- like and that was a cheap i paid like 300 pounds for that whole kit or something oh, that's like a great that. deal so yeah. three, maybe 350 i don't know um but yeah like when you see some of these i see some of these snare drums pop up and they're you know <laughs> well it's the same as the new stuff the new stuff you know the high-end new stuff isn't cheap but like some of this yeah. collect- collectible stuff and you realize how many different types there are I'm like, I don't want to go down yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. It's, no, it's not good. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be you gotta be careful where you start. I mean it's yeah. but yeah, I, I just um uh, Thomas Hockey, he um they're in the studio right now recording for the, the new Meshuggah record. Nice. And and he sent me he sent me that little clip I uh, we posted on uh Instagram maybe a week ago. Um, and he uses the the HLD five ninety, um, and he he sent me pictures of it like before, and it's just like it's so sexy. I yeah. mean, heavy yeah. probably as well. Oh I yeah, a lot oh of yeah. Them, a lot of them weigh a lot, which is sometimes yeah. not that practical. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, no, that's cool. I thought you know with the vintage series line, then I can tell you're obviously a fan of that, and it's something I've been tempted by, and hopefully I can get a snare drum soon. So I have recorded the first Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons album. We had a variety of snares and um, our producer borrowed one from a local drum store in Cardiff called Drummers On. And um, we used it on quite a few tracks. Um, And I think the producer bought it after that session. The producer still got it in his studio and I got to use it, which was great. And um, yeah, I want to get my own at some point. But yeah, you know. I'd love it if I could have a, an acoustic kit that I could play as loud as possible in my house. I'd probably go for a vintage as well. Yeah. I think, I think. even though I haven't played one yet, I, I just imagine I'd have fun playing it, you know? And, uh, yeah. They, they sound so, um, I, I, I think when, when we, when we, um, when we develop the series, um, they, they don't, they don't really sound like anything else we have right now. Like, you know, let's say like the modern kind of era of Sona. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what makes them so, so special um, because it's, it's a real option. Um, the, the, the fact that we have the rounded bearing edges on those drums instead of like a 45 degree, that's just, um, that makes such a big difference. Um, yeah. I mean, I, when, when we started, with, with that series and I talked to, to artists about it the first time they were like so how do they sound I was like they, they kind of play they kind of sound a little like muffled but in a in the best positive way I mean not you know forget about muffled being kind of negative um, um, yeah a lot, uh, of, a lot of drummers talk of it as a negative thing and I, like I exactly I quite often muffle and dampen drums to, tre- yeah. to achieve the sound I want to achieve you know so yeah exactly exactly yeah. but but they just sound so so nice and um and and we have um you know the 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 interesting thing is um which i'm really glad um for is the fact that we have so many different artists playing the vintage series so 
it's it's not really like the jazz kit, you know. Um, we, it's it's definitely not. We've got Steve Smith playing it. We've got Benny playing. Um, um, I remember um, Alex uh, Karapidis. He's in in both. He used to be in both mother. Oh, he yeah. played them on on a few shows. He still plays one. Um, I had uh, Jared Chevelson from Boys It's Fire play one on tour. Oh, that's cool. And they all just love it. And it's so like you know from from Steve all the way you know with his jazz fusion um, music and then going to Boys It's Fire with Jared. It's just, so there's so much in between. It, it just. And of course, they they just look so good. I mean, ah, yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe one day I'll I'll get one. But yeah, I, I've never gigged my SQ one yet, so I need to gig that first. <laughs> I'll take that on tour. Um, I can't wait to take that on tour. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm just yeah. going to be I'm going to be afraid of people touching it. And <laughs> that's, that's the thing, man. With this level, we're at the I guess some of the venues are not that not that big, um, yeah. and yeah, I guess they're very sweaty and. You know, yeah. Throw beer. People throw beers and things like that, and it does scare me a little bit. I guess if you're miles away on a big, big stage, you know, <laughs> no one's going to touch your drum kit. It's quite nice. Yeah. But yeah, man. Um, like I know, I know a lot about Sona over the years. Sonor, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> no like, for, so for someone maybe listening to this that maybe isn't that familiar with the brand, or maybe mm-hmm. it's just seen the logo, maybe seen a few guys on the internet playing them. Can you give me a few of the really positive points of the brand? You know, mm. why you know, why are they so good? Why why are they maybe a little bit pricier than certain other brands? Um, mm. Could you ex- maybe explain or big big them up yeah. a little bit? <laughs> all right, all right. Here we go. So um, the the I think the most important um, aspect when it comes to to sauna or something I, I usually start with is like the you know the history thing I mean um, the company exists uh, exists since 1875 which makes it the longest the oldest drum company around yeah I, I think what the company really really um, um, kind of uh, drew from a lot over the, the all those years is the company really grew up with music evolving over the decades. You know, yeah. back in 18, 1875, we didn't have rock or anything. It was just, you know, that's like future, future thing. But then when, when, um, uh, when jazz music came, came up uh, and then rock music and, and, and all those genres, um, Sona was always part of the the evolution of music, which I think is something that people sometimes forget when when we're talking about so you know such a rich history. Um, um, and I think Sona is all, also special, um, you know, besides the fact that it's so old, but also we've always tried to be as open as possible with with musical genres. Uh, we never wanted to be like the the metal ba- uh, brand. We never wanted to be the rock brand, the jazz brand, the hip hop, whatever. Yeah. Um, it, we just wanted to make the the best instrument with all our know how and, and experience possible. Um, and yeah, I mean, the, the the question, how is Sona often so pricey? Is 
you know, of course, I've, we're getting asked that a lot. Um, it basically, um, it's a simple answer. It's made in Germany. It's Germany is not the most uh, inexpensive place to produce any kind of goods. It's it's just you know with with the way our wages work here, like the uh, and everything else that that's uh, connected to that. It's just impossible to really produce something cheap. Yeah. Um, that's not our thing. We don't want to do it. Actually, it's. Yeah. It's not our philosophy. Um, it's something that the the, the company um, uh, founder uh, never wanted, and uh, you know, I think it's 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 a, you know almost a little romantic if you think about it and say, well, yeah, you know, he he was right. He he was always looking at quality, at you know how to make things um, like the best for consumers, for users, for drummers. Yeah, but also. Um, something else that that Sona, um, you know, uh, stands for Sona a lot is the fact that Sona always was uh, very very innovative. I mean, <clears throat> um, at the factory we've got um, a little museum, and there's still that very like that super simple first single pedal we built back in 1900. I mean, it looks like you know, forget about the looks, about the the, the noise it, it it makes when you when you touch it, but but that's kind of like it's so crazy to see all those things from that time, you know. Um, and then you go f- a little further, seeing more innovations, more developments. Um, the the first three way strainer that we that we did back in I think nineteen thirty. Um, um, we even had a square bass drum once. I think Did that you? was uh, I didn't know that. Uh, true. Um, I think that was like nineteen. I want to say nineteen thirties, maybe. Yeah. I, I still, I still see the like the the old catalog from back then. Um, you know, in my head, um, with that square bass drum, it didn't really last. It, it was, but but it's it's just crazy to think about. Um, there was a guy in the 1930s thinking about, you know, the shape of a drum, how to make it different, sound different. Um, is it, you know, what kind of benefits um, does the drummer have using that thing? Even though, you know, back in the 1930s, we're not talking about real, you know, band kind of settings or drummers, but yeah, that, that's just, that's just amazing for me to see. Um, and, and I, I tell people, um, um, Every time, still, even after 14 years working for the company, every time I go down to production, um, um, it's I always see little things um, I never saw before, and you know, some I experienced some some little details, and I was like, oh, you know, that's clever. Yeah, that's that that's how we do it since 30, 40 years. You know, yeah. it's nothing special. You know, but so clever. It's you know, the like little details. I think, um, yeah, that kind of, yeah, that that kind of makes um, Sona so special. I think, um, and and then um, I think what you said earlier, having so many, you know, Sona never had like that really really big artist roster. Our artist roster was always small. Um, right now, we've got maybe about three hundred drummers around the world. 
Um, relatively small, yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. small, yeah. I agree, but at the same time, um, um, same here. You know, we're about the quality and not the quantity, and I think that speaks, you know, something as well. It's just, yeah. Yeah, well, I f- I feel more honored to be part of it now. <laughs> so yeah, thank you, thank you. No, it's, it is completed. Yeah, it's it is pretty much mission complete. No, it's pretty cool. Yeah, and um, yeah, I'm I'm very grateful for being part of the list, and I, I've got a few catalogs that I've got on my bookshelf, and my name's in there, and it's like, wow, that's Great. so cool. That's so cool, and I'm very, yeah, I, very proud of it. <laughs> that's a new the, one. This is the, the the new one that just came today. Um, so, uh, and it looks. I, it's just amazing. I mean, I haven't seen a, like a like a new print catalog from any brand um, that nice. And your name is in there as well. So amazing. yeah, thank you. The artist, I'm, I'm there somewhere. Great. Yeah, that's amazing. I've been meaning to email you actually. I because I checked. I went on there recently to have a look, and I think I need to update my photo because it was from like ten years ago. So yeah, maybe, sure. I'll, I'll send you a new photo and maybe a new biography. Um, Absolutely. About, about the new band and stuff and that'd be great it's my fault for not uh keeping you updated really so <laughs> it's all right it's that's all right cool. that's, that's cool no um yeah yeah so with, with like you said you don't have a large art, artist roster yeah for someone to become a sona endorsee mm-hmm. like, what are you looking for specifically I, I imagine it varies you get the kind of guys who are like educators you get mm-hmm. the guys that uh, just in bands who play you know mm-hmm. big stages and stuff and then you get maybe you get the clinician side of the world yeah. um which is completely different and i imagine that's probably more important because their audience is drummers whereas mm-hmm. pe- people who like my band there's only going to be a small percentage of the of the audience that, are, that play drums mm-hmm. so i can understand mm-hmm. why that's probably considered a more important area for, for you guys would you agree mm-hmm. with that in some ways uh, well I, I i wouldn't i wouldn't totally agree with saying the one artist that maybe has more influence in the drumming community versus the other that only plays with a band is mm. you know more or less important than the other one um, okay fair enough uh, and and the question of what do we look for in an artist um i think kind of gives the answer because i'm always trying to um i i think the artists always it, it it just have to be it has to be that kind of fit and match um both ways yeah you know um the artist and the, the brand the brand and the artist um and and the, the the toughest thing today is um which was super easy like let's say 20 years ago you know talking about you know what kind of artist do you want to have um the tough thing today is um everybody brings something different to the table it, it's so uh, the variety of, of people is so big and you know then you got the people who understand like their kind of own brand um, um, which doesn't really sound very romantic but, um, but but it's something we are looking for you know if, yeah, yeah. if they understand what what they do um, so the, the question 
what do we look for in an artist is not that simple to answer. But I think um, maybe 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 when I when I start the, the the process, maybe the first thing I look in is okay. How do we fit the guy, and how does the the guy fit us? And then um, you know, trying to find that that spot, and then going further and say, okay, is what he does with the band or educational or you know like a clinician kind of thing um is that something we kind of need right now yeah how much does it help the company because you know i need to get paid it is what it is i mean we're still a company a business right yeah even though we we have all that passion but you know bills have to be paid um for us to to continue making what we do um and um yeah i think that's kind of like the the road i go like you know how's 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 like the 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 matching thing what does he bring to the table that we can make use of and how can we help him um um you know grow even though i don't see that as our responsibility as i mentioned earlier but um yeah um do you do you look I imagine you must, especially these days, you must look at like social media, like followers and things to some degree. Yeah. Is that, is that yeah. vitally important nowadays? It yeah. Has to be, yeah. It's very important now. Yeah. Especially yeah. as there are no live shows right now, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it, it was, it was even important before um, Corona um, hit the whole world. I mean, if see 25 years ago when we didn't have social media, um, most companies or most guys doing what I'm doing for Sona would probably go out and say, you know, how was, um, how did he do in terms of other band um, perform in terms of, you know, records uh, sales and, and ticket sales. And um, you know, what kind of, what kind of influence does he have in the drumming community, you know, in magazines. So everything was based on that thing. And then it's, I don't want to say it shifted because that's still, at least for me, still important. But that that social media thing um, um, on top just got, you know, it got interesting for us mm. because all of a sudden there was a whole new kind of world to to make the, the, the brand popular or, you know, transport the brand to people we've never met before. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, to make, yeah, definitely to make people especially with the algorithms of work now, yeah. if someone's scrolling through their Instagram or TikTok even, which I, I don't even know if you have a profile on TikTok. But, um, no, not yet. But if, you, if a drummer pops up playing a set of Sona drums hmm. and you know it sounds great or the player's particularly good, people are going to be like, oh, wow, that's cool. And it just makes hmm. the brand awareness bigger, I suppose. So, yeah. Um, because you don't, the way it works, you don't have to be following certain pages to see things crop up. Because I see, because it's all hashtags and all this stuff. Um, uh-huh. And when I'm scrolling through mine, I'm, I'm like, half of it is people I follow and half of it is just hashtags that it thinks I'm going to be interested in. Like, yeah. You know, mainly drums and, and you know, animals and cats and stuff. Like that. <laughs> that's what, that's I know pretty, the struggle, especially pretty, with cats. Yeah, it's pretty much my feed. Um, yeah. yeah, it's crazy, man. But yeah, okay, that's interesting to know. And um, yeah, I guess you would expect anyone to, who maybe sends you an application, you'd expect them to already be playing your drums. Um, you know, and, and maybe in maybe someone way. at my level, maybe 
Maybe, maybe um, not. not. Well, not really. I mean, okay. if uh, I never really thought about that that question before in detail, but not really because I think um, if if you would come to me as you know a brand X endorser and you know tell me, hey, I would love to play your drums. Um, the question I would ask myself is. Do you mean it? Are you really like passionate about the 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 the, the products or the, the the company, the brand, whatever? Yeah. yeah. Or are you just looking into uh, looking for you know the best deal? And are you sending the application out to all the companies? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That's. And I guess you've got friends in other companies. I, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. But, but but we we don't share that. I mean, okay. first okay. of all, I mean, you know, we can't technically um, by law. Okay. Um, data, and, data protection. Yeah, exactly. But, but also, um, you know, sometimes you, you, you have that gut feeling of, okay, this, this application letter was sent in the exact same form to that guy as well. Yeah, and the yeah. other guy and the other guy. And sometimes, sometimes even I get requests like, uh, you know, dear Tama drums, I would like to endorse your your, your product. I was like, oh, what? Just copied and pasted it and sent yeah, it to a so different email address. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Delete. Yeah, that's not so <laughs> clever. Yeah. Um, I think you know the the something I um I experienced over all these years is um if if the artist has the exact same passion or almost exact same passion as we, I and the guy that builds the drums, the guy that paints the drums, our product managers, the guys in sales have about the, the brand. Um, if, if that's like, if that level is reached, it's so much easier to work with somebody. Oh yeah. I can imagine. Because you all already, um, it, it, it's almost like you're, you're speaking the same language. Yeah, um, I think that's um, yeah. That that kind of gives me um, a great feeling about somebody asking for an endorsement. Um, and I'm not saying that this is like the the most important thing. It's not, but mm. it it just makes it so much easier down the road dealing with the person. You know. Yeah, you want them to have to feel passion for for the brand and and yeah. the gear. You know. Yeah, I get that. So um. Leading on to that, if you could, you don't have to answer this, but it would be interesting to know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> if, if there was a, there's, if this one non-Sona drummer out there that you wish played Sona, who would it, who would it be? <laughs> oh, my and, God. Are you allowed to answer that? I don't know. Probably. You know, wishful uh, thinking. Uh, can I answer this? I mean, I... There's there's two guys on my on my mind that come to my uh, that that just popped up immediately when when you when you answer that okay uh, when you when you ask that question but I I'm not sure if I'm supposed to tell okay, okay you, don't, you don't have to it, that's right yeah okay it's one of those things um, but I mean yeah I mean there are definitely um, I. I remember, um, I can probably say that. I mean, um, you know, uh, 
um, uh, Christopher Mumstein. He used to play Sona for a couple of years. Then he moved to, moved on to to another brand, um, which was very 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 unfortunate for me. Um, and you asked you asked uh, um, earlier if if it's like a sad thing for mm -hmm. me if people uh, cancel or you know switch to other companies. Yeah, it is. I mean. Yeah. You know, you, you become friends, the more, sometimes more, sometimes less. Um, you start a kind of relationship um, with most guys. It's, um, you know, uh, with the time going, you know, um, um, you know, you know, the relationship gets, gets just deeper and deeper and, and, and you, you become friends maybe and, yeah. Um, it's just hard if somebody leaves, and and Christoph, Christoph was one of those guys. I definitely say, well, you know, that was like a super bummer. He he's a great guy. Um, I I still love him. Um, he he was a perfect fit for the brand. I know yeah. he, he loves the product, but mm. you know, to be honest, when I asked the question, he was one of the people that came to mind that I was aware of that recently ah. switched. Yeah, you know, he's you know in such a big band as well, and. And yeah. it was a big shock to me when I read that. Um, yeah, um, yeah, it was a big shock when he when he called me. Yeah, trust me. Yeah, yeah. You obviously, you obviously, I'm not going to ask for any details, but yeah, it just must be a big <laughs> shock. Big shock because I I don't really understand why it was a perfect fit. You know, they're internationally the biggest German rock band internationally. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if if they're bigger bands within Germany itself, but um, yeah, yeah absolutely, it, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, but it, you know, it was a perfect fit because he. He and his drumming style as well just kind of just matched this. And like I've seen them live a few times, and yeah, his kiddo sounded amazing. And yeah, yeah, it yeah. probably sounds less good now, of course. <laughs> whatever he's playing now is not as of good, of course. <laughs> yeah, whatever he's playing now, whatever they are, I don't know. Some I'm, kinds yeah. of, yeah, I, I don't know. He does, no, that's cool, man. Um, <coughs> okay, we're right. coming towards the end now. Um, I've got a Patreon page, and one of the benefits of my top tier patrons is that they get to ask a guest a question. So I've got one question <laughs> for you from Gareth Richards, who's also from Wales. Um, and I think it's, it is a good question. Um, is the wood used in the making of sonar drums ethically sourced? And do you support any conservation projects in order <laughs> to replace resources used in the manufacturing process? Wow. Th that's a great question. It is. I that's a great question. Well. <laughs> um, Yes, it is. So what we do is, um, and, and you know, even if we would be super bad guys, which we are not, and you know, would say, well, we uh, we don't care about the environment. You know, we just do whatever we want. We couldn't. I mean, right now with all the regulations and law in laws in place. Um, for example, the ebony veneer, that's not a real ebony makassa veneer anymore since a long, long time. And, and I know pe people are always sad when they hear it's not like the real deal. But at the same time, it's like, well, you know, think about what you do to the nature. If, if, if every company would still be able to get that veneer, it's just, you know, um, so... Yes. First of all, we have a, a, a main supplier for all the veneer um, um, uh, plywood we get. Um, it's it's a big company in Germany, um, and they are actually kind of monitoring um, the whole um, 
um, you know, what kind of wood they they get, you know, is it from from uh, from any kind of you know weird source or anything? They're not they're not touching it anyway. Yeah. So we make sure that's in place. Um, I think that's called compliance today. Um, yeah. Um, so that's very important for us. We've shifted uh, from many um, natural veneers to artificial veneers over the time. Um, you know, ebony being one of it. Um, even though it makes some people mad or sad because it's not the real deal, but hey, I mean, it still looks great. It still looks natural. Yeah. But we do um, so much for the for the environment by not using the you know uh, the, the the real thing. Um, then we have, um, for example, for the for the um, the uh, the educational products we do, the ARF sector which is still like a huge, huge part of the, the company besides drums. Um, we use only FSC certified woods. Okay. Um, so, you know, that being said, I mean, I know there's like a, like a, um, like a, like an FSC audit. Um, and they're very, very serious about it. Like every year, um, they're just testing everything. Um, there is no loophole we could, you know, that exists that we could go through uh, to avoid anything like that. And you have to pass those audits to get the FSC um, stamp logo. Uh, you're not allowed to use it um, when you don't have the audits completed. Yeah. Um, what else? Um, most, of the, most of the woods we use is always from, um, uh, from um, what is it called? Uh, recreational sources so it's it's specifically grown for that thing it's you know it's not like somebody goes to the rainforest yeah. um like those idiots from the palm oil industries yeah. or whatever Amazon. and just yeah yeah and chops down you know football fields of of rainforest um it's it's just planted for that purpose no kind of you know, rainforest or any important um, a part of the, the, the earth is is kind of affected by us building drums. Yeah. But excellent question. I, I love it. Yeah. Because we just had the we just had the conversation um, um, talking about a new ARF video um, because there's a new product coming out um, soon and, and you know you know a little besides drums but same here we we talked about you know can we make the um uh um all those things be part of the the video as well because we we actually do a lot and we want people to know about and i think that's like a super super important thing i mean totally yeah totally and yeah. i get it's it's not a kind of i guess many drummers don't even think about it you know when they think of drums absolutely and, not and, yeah um, you're right where 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 is all this where are these resources coming from? Um, yeah, so yeah it's good exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Yeah, it is a good question. I thought it was a great question. Um, yeah. And then I, I'm going to ask you a quick 10-question quick-fire round. So you're going right. to give me quick answers just so people can know you a little bit better. So okay. hot or cold weather? Oh, my God. Uh, hot water. Uh, water. Oh. <laughs> weather. Weather, yeah, yeah, that's okay. Uh, daytime or nighttime? Oh, geez, that's that's hard. Uh, may, uh, oh, some, 
both worlds at uh, nighttime. Okay, okay. Sweet or savory? Sweet. Yeah. Guitar or bass? <laughs> uh-huh. Maybe guitar. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you were playing drums, would you be using nylon or wooden tip drumsticks? Wood. Yeah, me too. Yeah. John Bonham or Neil Peart? <laughs> John Bonham. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the Beatles or the Rolling Stones? Probably the Beatles. Cool. Yeah. Cle- clear or coated drum heads? Coated. Same. Um, I guess this one, well, if you were playing a gig or if you were watching a gig, do you prefer a big or a small venue? Uh, well, I, as I said earlier, it, yeah. it's really hard. I prefer you have to pass on this. Maybe the small, because we all, we all start small. Yeah. And, and it, yeah, there's something special about small and starting out as, a, as an artist, as a band. So yeah. I think that's more yeah. special. Yeah. Yeah, that's rock and roll. Um, yeah. And then if you were playing drums, what are your, what's your favorite time signature to play in? Wow. I'm, I was always a pretty, pretty straight up 4-4 four, four guy. I'm, yeah. I, I love where all the, the, the stuff is going to. Um, oh, that, that's hard to say. Yeah. I pray you got to pass. That's cool, man. Most but people, most it, people it, say 4-4. Four, four. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it would be for me, I would be the 4-4 four, four guy for sure. But yeah. I'm um, hearing and seeing so many different styles, you know, um, you know, watching a video of Benny, yeah. watching a video of Steve Smith and Aaron Spears and Chris Coleman. That's very, um, that's always a big, big um, influence and, and source of, um, um, uh, you know, creativeness and, you know, ins- inspiration. In- yeah. yeah, totally. And yeah, yeah, I guess being surrounded by those guys all the time and, yeah, I guess you're involved in the videos, the promotional videos that those yes. guys tend to be a part of quite regularly. Yeah. And, and you know, there's loads of other guys as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, some of them blow my mind, but it's what I listen to is the sound. I whisper headphones on. Um, yeah. Because I guess, I guess most people are watching these videos just through their iPhone speakers. And it's like, yeah, to, unfortunately. And so mm. they need to sound good through an iPhone as well. Yeah. I guess relative to other things they listen to on their iPhone, but um, to, yeah, mm. to, to hear drums or cymbals, man, you've got to stick your headphones in. I think to 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 hear the quality. But um, couldn't agree more. Yeah. So yeah, if anyone's listening to that, make sure you've always got a set of headphones handy. <laughs> um, well, the la- last question now. I-, I ask everybody this. So, mm-hmm. if you could build a dream band with yourself on drums, who would you have playing the other instruments? They can be dead or alive. Uh, whoa, okay. <laughs> How much time do we have? Yeah. We, as long uh, as you want, you know. It's, it's all right, you. good, good, good. Let me, let me think. I would probably. Um, wow. It's tough. Especially That's if you, a tough, yeah. but it's, it's, it's a great question. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably. Oh my god! Um, the, the the first person that came to my mind, just also because I I just saw the the documentary on on Apple TV, is um, um, Adam Yao from from the Beastie Boys. Cool. That's different. Because the BC Boys were like the first band I got into. The first band I was, I, you know, fell in love with. Yeah. Um. You know, still a big fan. Um. And he's not around anymore. Um. But but he was just such a crazy, and visionary artist. So, I I guess I would, it would be him. And you know what? I I would just jam with him for hours and hours, and not, <laughs> you know. Forget about the rest. You know, we don't need a singer. Um, but no, um, man, I think the, the hardest thing is. Yeah, so Adam Yao would be on bass guitar. I would be on drums. Um, guitar player, that's that's heavy. Mm. Um, you can always have two guitarists if it makes it easier. Oh, to, my God, no. No, no, no okay, okay, okay. <laughs> no, sorry, I thought that, that helps narrow it down. No, man. Um. And there's so many great guitar players in the world. Yeah, yeah. But not 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 one like, you know. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Just I would probably it. even do without a singer. I mean, it's drum um, and bass. Yeah, like like a real, you know. Again, um, you know, I think most people don't even know how much. Or how creative you can you can be with just one instrument, um, and I think we we didn't really explore that all the way through yet. Um, That's fair enough. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, oh my god. Sorry, it's man. Hard. You, don't hard, have, man. If, you can stick with that, man, if you want drums and bass. Yeah, That's yeah, cool. I'll stick with that. But I will think about it further and let you know. Um, okay. If anything better can came to my mind yeah it is a a bit of a shock because where do you start thinking do you think of bands you grew up on and bands you yeah you you listen to now or bands you're associated with it must be so difficult to kind of know where to start thinking so yeah and then it's the 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 genre thing you know Mm. what would you do like a rock band or kind of like a i don't know yeah (sighs) we've had some weird and wonderful answers so lots of (laughs) lots of combinations of different genres and styles it's pretty cool so but yeah, i don't know yeah. it's, it's a good it's a good question to end on and I, it's yeah. just interesting to see what people come up with man but um yeah, yeah but um no I, i've really enjoyed this and it's been really great to kind of speak to you one-on-one pr- properly without there being a band playing outside yeah. and <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and yeah i some really interesting um stuff about the brand and and your job and interesting um kind of tips really for anyone who's maybe at that stage of their career where they might be looking for endorsements and how to go about it or how to not go about it so yeah thank you for that and i imagine you know other brands would have a similar kind of uh way of thinking when it comes to that whether it is symbol and sticks and stuff like that so um yeah thanks for your time thomas thank you so uh, much uh, thanks thanks for everything you do and for just being a great guy and always replying to my thank emails so on t- 
You you reply to my emails the best out of all my endorsements. Uh, appreciate that. You're the best email replier. So uh, thank you uh, so, so much. Yeah. That's great. That's cool, man. No, but um, yeah, we'll speak soon, and I'll let you know when this is out. And uh, thank keep, you so much. Keep up the good work. Thank you. We will. Yeah. All right. Cheers. Thanks, Dane. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode of Drum for the Song podcast. If you've enjoyed this, please consider subscribing to my YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, if you could leave me a review or leave a comment, that would be fantastic too. You can also follow me on social media at Drum for the Song or at Dane underscore drums. If you're on Facebook, you can search for Dane Campbell Drummer or join the Drum for the Song official Facebook group. If you'd like to support the podcast, you could consider buying some merchandise from drumforthesong.com or consider supporting me via Patreon for additional content. Any support like this is gratefully appreciated, but I would like to give extra special thanks to my top tier Groovemaster patrons who are listed in the description below. Thanks so much for listening or watching this far. And if you're a drummer, don't forget to drum for the song.